0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On today.
1: Frank Vogel is the first domino to fall in the aftermath of the Lakers' failure. The future stars of the WNBA were on stage Monday night. Plus, can the young Cavalier squad beat the Nets? I'm Peter Bukowski. Starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports.
0: Found Let's start with the biggest story.
1: The Los Angeles Lakers missed hitting their expectations by a wide margin this season. And they decided change is necessary. The first change the Lakers made was firing head coach Frank Vogel on Monday. Our NBA insider Antonio Daniels breaks down the move.
0: Once again, we're talking about the Lakers, of course. The season is over for them, so that means there's going to be a new head coach. Frank Vogel, given his walking papers after three years, got that championship for them in the bubble and then didn't make the playoffs this year, so they're moving on. How big of
2: a surprise is this, if at all? Not a surprise at all. We we know the way this works. We know how this works. Um, No matter what happens, it's a lot easier to, to change the coach than it is to trade a player. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times what happens is the coach is the one that ends up falling on the sword. So you knew, you know, 50, 60 games into the season, if there wasn't a significant turnaround, a significant turnaround. And the thing by significant, I mean, the Lakers not just making the play in, not just making the playoffs, but actually advancing in the playoffs. You knew Frank Vogel was going to be the one to fall on the sword. Here we are.
0: And with you know, someone like LeBron leading the way, he's not Mm -hmm. going anywhere unless he chooses to. So when we, when the Lakers go forward with this search, how much of it is going to be who LeBron wants in there
2: and who LeBron will work with? See, that's a a great question. Because part of the reason that the Lakers are where they are now is because of the voice and influence of LeBron as a whole. Mm -hmm. So this is something that comes along with the territory of being a star player. So when you hear all the time LeBron cast a big shadow. This is a part of the shadow that comes with that. Yep. So now moving forward, what kind of coach makes sense for the LA Lakers? That's one question. The other question is um is this roster, the way it's currently constructed, is it capable of success? Is it? You know, that that's the what kind of coach can you bring in that will have the respect of LeBron? the respect of Anthony Davis, and can speak and relate to everybody in the locker room. I'll tell you the first name that comes to my mind here. When we talk about the Eastern Conference, and you talk about the fact that the Philadelphia 76ers could possibly lose Mm -hmm. first round to the Toronto Raptors, first first name that comes to my mind off top, Kanani, is Doc Rivers.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: First thought that comes to my mind. Second thought that comes to my mind is if the roster stays, as currently constructed. What you want to do is you want to bring in an offensive coach. You want to bring in a coach that understands how to play with pace, how to play with speed. So I'm looking at somebody like Mike D'Antoni. If mm-hmm. LeBron's
0: not there, you know, potentially past another year or maybe two, they need to look ahead and kind of find someone that, can, you know, rebuild with, but are they going to do that is the
2: question. That I think that's easier said than done. I, I hear, hear you. For- I hear you, because it it comes a time in every franchise's uh, history Mm -hmm. where you have to replace someone that has ERA after their name. Anybody that has ERA after their name, it's going to be a significant turnaround. But a lot of times, teams don't look to address that until they're there. You know what I mean? So this goes back to the first question that you asked, Kanani, about how much influence do you give to LeBron James' voice? If I only think that I have you for another year or two and you tell me this is the coach that you want, so am I just bringing in that coach for two years? Am I bringing in that coach for a year? So it it puts organizations in different positions. You know, if you don't know moving forward what your star prayer is gonna do, I think it's tough to do both. It's tough to say, we are going to, we're gonna listen to what you say and honor what you say. But on the flip side of that, we have no idea what we're going to get from you moving forward as far as the commitment is concerned
1: guessing that won't be the only move the Lakers make maybe they should have started with actually telling Frank Vogel on Sunday instead of leaking it to Woj instead but the Lakers are going to do what the Lakers are going to do thanks for making locked on today your first listen coming up we take you inside the future of the WNBA as we break down the draft Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. The Milwaukee Bucks are slight favorites to win the East as we look at the odds to win in the NBA playoffs. Bet Online has Giannis and company at plus 225 to win the conference. The rest of the top five: the Nets at plus 350, the Celtics plus 375, the Heat at five to one, and the Sixers at plus 550. The West. Not so tight per bet online. The Phoenix Suns sit at plus 120 to win the conference. Only two other teams have more favorable odds than 10 to 1. The Warriors at plus 415, and the Grizzlies at plus 475. The Suns are heavy, heavy favorites. Bet online where the game starts.
0: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: WNBA commissioner Kathy Engelbert expressed her concern Monday about Phoenix Mercury player Brittany Griner and said the league is doing all it can to quote bring her home. Engelbert addressed the media before the league's draft in New York and mentioned Griner, saying, "This is an unimaginable situation for BG to be in. She continues to have our full support. Certainly, we're trying everything we can, every angle, working with her legal representation, her agent, elected leaders, the administration." Griner was detained at a Moscow airport on February 17th after Russian authorities said a search of her luggage revealed vape cartridges allegedly containing oil derived from cannabis, which could carry a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison. The Lerner family that has owned the Washington Nationals since 2006 is apparently exploring the possibility of selling the Major League Baseball franchise. Manager Dave Martinez said before the team's game at Atlanta Principal owner Mark Lerner called him Monday to deliver the news. The Learners are hiring a firm to find potential investors to buy part or all of the nationals. That was first reported by the Washington Post. And Forbes values the team at two billion. Hedge fund manager Steve Cohen bought the New York Mets in 2020 for 2.4 billion. It's gonna go for a lot, a lot of zeros. The Rangers and Rockies went to extras and ended in a
3: confusing way. The Rangers' hashtag is straight up Texas, but it should be straight up screwed over. The ending to this Rangers game was one of the most egregious ways an umpire could end a baseball game that I have seen in many, many years based on this stupid now completely enforceable slide rule challenge review i don't know what the umpires in new york were thinking why this was challenged there was nothing wrong with this slide but instead the game is over six to four in a game where the bullpen blew it. The defense blew it. And the umps really blew it. I am heated at the end of this game. I don't know what on earth they could have possibly seen about Mitch Garver's slide into second base that was illegal. He was still on the base, still touching the base when he made that slide at the end of his slide. There was nothing wrong with it. And I can't possibly imagine what boneheaded thing those umpires in New York were thinking when they made that call on the review. Rangers lose. It's fine. I'm fine. We'll get over it tomorrow.
1: Here is another story you need to know. The Atlanta Dream took Kentucky's Ryan Howard with the number one overall pick in the WNBA draft. But to my mind, the names that most stand out when I think about the 2022 WNBA draft were the names that weren't there. Aliyah Boston, Paige Beckers, ladies who were not allowed to be in the draft because of... The Rules Around Women's College Basketball. Joining me now from the next, M. Adler. And M, I'm going to ask you, uh, how close do you think we are to seeing these rules change? Because it does seem like every year we ask these questions. Hey, why are these super talented ladies not able to turn pro when their male counterparts are, in fact, able to do that?
4: Right, so you're asking me a question inside of a question inside of a question, and these are the most (laughs) pressing questions that we are facing every single day in the WNBA, because to get players out of school earlier involves making it worth their while to get them out of school earlier, which makes increasing the salaries necessary, which makes expanding the league's income revenue necessary, which makes expanding the league itself, or at least the monetary streams necessary. And currently we sit in a league where there are parties invested in making sure that the league does not currently expand that the its financial standing.
1: So there is also this name and likeness piece that now college athletes, people like Aliyah Boston and Paige Beckers, can actually be paid. And you can make the case, I I might make the case, that someone like Paige Beckers could make more money at UConn than she could in the WNBA. Now we have totally screwed up the incentive systems that are supposed to help leagues like the WNBA grow. And that's not the NCAA's fault. It's certainly not UConn's fault. And it's definitely not the student athletes fault, but this, this has to change or the WNBA is, is not going to be able to grow exactly the way that, that you're concerned that it might not grow. Fortunately, the players have to graduate eventually. Sure, and and they, and, they, and and they
4: are basketball players, and they do want to play. And you know, even when you build up those fan bases on Instagram or TikTok, you're going to bring them over to wherever you're going next. You know, even if those aren't fan bases that are going to get involved and you know be be really up to on their team's roster moves, they're not going to be perfectly in tune with you know everything beyond that. These are fan bases that are at least going to you know want to follow these players and stick with them, so they'll be tuned in in some way, shape, or form. unfortunately it just stands to now that, you know, the the disparate amount of money that you can earn in one or the other is not going to push the talent towards the highest levels as soon as we want.
1: So let's, let's actually talk about the draft itself as well here. Um, It just this, every, every year we do this and every year I just go, "Ugh, this is so frustrating. Um, The, the 12 picks that came in the first round, maybe it's not even a, a first round pick. What, storyline from Monday night stands out to you.
4: You can go in a lot of different directions on this one. You can go in, you know, the direction of we had shock at the top one, two, three, in my opinion, four picks in the draft. And you know, we're looking at a lot of standout talent there. The way that Ryan Howard is going to impact Atlanta, the way that Melissa Smith is going to impact Fever. Getting to see how Mike Tebow wants to use Shakira Austin's quite unique skill set at Washington and whether that's a win now or more of a development pick, I think those are all fascinating.
1: Coming up, the Cavaliers weren't supposed to be here. The Nets were supposed to be a top seed. So can the Cavs keep the surprises rolling in the play-in? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is tremendous. And they're always innovating with flavors, always bringing you new kinds of, of protein bars that you've never even thought were possible, like a puff protein bar, protein-infused marshmallow. I didn't stutter. Protein-infused marshmallow. The coconut is my favorite, the coconut marshmallow. Oh my goodness, it's so good. It is so good. And yet all of Built Bar's bars are low in calories, high in protein. Just re- replace your, your sugar-filled granola bar, your candy bars. Replace them all with Built Bars. I have. I really have. You can you can look in my cabinets. Built Bars are my go-to snack at home and on the road, on the go, at the airport. And if you don't believe me, let me help you out. Go to built.com and use promo code LOX 15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOX 15 for 15% off at built.com.
0: Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day.
1: The Cleveland Cavaliers have... Easily the most fun season post-LeBron in either post-LeBron groupings of years that you can think of. And for their troubles this season, they get the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and one of the most dangerous teams in the East. Joining me now from Locked on Cavs, Chris Manning and Chris, I wonder about this from a Cavs fan perspective because you have this charmed season and Darius Garland breaks out, Jared Allen breaks out. And you, you have this phenom rookie in Evan Mobley and the season could just be over in a blink. So what is what is going to be the takeaway if that happens?
5: Well, I, th- I think if they lose, you know, in Brooklyn and they're like eight and a half point underdogs in that game and I, I kind of think they're going to lose. And then if they lose at home on Friday when they would get to host the the winner of the Atlanta Charlotte playing game, I think it would be disappointment, right? Like I, I already think when we've heard them talk to the media of late that they feel like there is something they didn't get to fully accomplish this year because of all the injuries. And it doesn't sound like Jared Allen, for instance, is going to come back because like his hand just doesn't have an, isn't healing in the way that it would require without surgery for him to be able to play. I, I, so I think it would be a sense of disappointment. I actually think they understand how much they have accomplished this year and how much, how far along, they seem to be and help bright the future with me. But, you know, this stuff isn't guaranteed. And I think they would like to maximize this year. And it, t- I think to them, it doesn't feel like they might not get the chance to do that.
1: All right. And let's not sell the Cavaliers totally short. They could still sneak in somehow, some way. So paint me the picture. What is the roadmap for them sneaking into the playoffs?
5: I think the likely scenario is if they can put forth a positive performance against Brooklyn and you know, they just played the nets. They had two good quarters in that game. And then Kevin Durant did Kevin Durant things in the fourth and they lost <laughs> uh, as, as Kevin Durant tends to do. And the Cavs as a franchise know that considering they played him in the finals a couple of times, not too long ago. Um, and they also funnily enough for playing Kyrie who hit the, the biggest shot any Cavalier will ever hit in, in this playing game, which is sort of a fun little wrinkle to it. But If they can, I think I think the likeliest outcome for them to make the playoffs and it's probably going to be the seed. that means Miami in round one. I think that means probably playing Brooklyn tough and kind of figuring out some stuff in that game, figuring out the intensity of that game and then benefiting from being at home, getting an extra day of rest, all of that and getting to play one of Atlanta or Charlotte, who are solid teams, teams that have better offenses in Cleveland but are definitely beatable and winning at home and taking advantage of that and getting that second chance. One of the biggest things that has helped—that helps the Cavs here really is that the Bucks decided not to play anyone in the end of the regular season, and the Cavs got a win that guaranteed them that at the worst, the 18 ended up as the 18. That giving, giving them two cracks at the playoffs instead of just need it, getting that one chance that would have slid into 9 or 10, I think is a really big deal for a team that hasn't, been playing at its best for a long time now
1: and finally baseball commissioner rob manfred wants to let bygones be bygones when it comes to the 99 day lockout the sport just endured and extended an olive branch just as many people decided to do in a pinch around christmas time he felt the best gift to give would be headphones on opening day every player on a major league roster found bose headphones and a letter in their locker The letter expressed his appreciation for the hard work it takes to be a Major League Baseball player. Manfred is hoping to repair the icy relationship that has formed over the past few years between him and the players. But doesn't this really send a message to listen more? I'm sure sure the headphones are going to be enough. I'm sure that will smooth all of this over. It will fix revenue sharing. It will fix arbitration. It will fix all of the fudging teams do over years of service, I'm sure this will this will just paper over all of that. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. For your second listen, download Locked On Bets, all the gambling advice you need in about 20 minutes. Coming up Wednesday, we'll recap the first pair of NBA playing games, so at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.